Hello, and welcome back to A Better World. This is your host, Mitchell J. Rabin, and I'm very glad you're joining us again today. Today we're going to have a very interesting show. I have invited back uh, someone who has been a guest on A Better World Radio and TV over the course of the past many years. A very wonderful Jungian-based archetypal astrologer, Monty Taylor. And I've invited Monty back today because we're on the verge of entering a new year and uh, knowing through the understanding of astrology, what may be lying before us, the forces, you could say, the energies, the dynamics of those energies, and the confluence, or the squares and the rectangles that occur when looking at the way energies work on us and from us and through us is of real value these days, perhaps um, maybe more than ever, with the uh, outstanding issues with which we're dealing as a society on the social humanistic level, as well as on the larger geological global warming level. We're dealing with influences, with pressures, um, and intensity like maybe never before or maybe since the Big Bang. I'm not really sure. But Monty's going to help us take a quick look first at the energies from this past year and how they are morphing and transitioning into what he very interestingly calls the four faces of the age of Aquarius. And, of course, he'll unpack that for us. But just to say quickly, it's Taurus, and it is Leo, and it is Aquarius, and it is Scorpio. So if that happens to be any of those, your sun sign, as it is in the case of mine, and uh, in the case of, even in my case, the rising sign, um, well, we're in for some interesting action, to put it mildly. But it's not at all limited to us, and Monty will really go on about this, but it's really about the energy of the planet itself and what's happening and we want to really get a sense of that and Monty's here to help guide this ship. So Monty Taylor, welcome back to A Better World. A pleasure to have you. Hello Mitchell, I'm delighted to be here. I'm so <laughs> you always glad. ask such probing interesting questions. I'm so glad you feel that way and tonight will be no exception. Uh, let us proceed because, you know, we've all felt, Monty, that uh, let's say since 2016 we've been in a really, instead of a joy ride, it's been a very bumpy ride in many ways and not uh -huh. just in the United States, really globally. Um, uh -huh. There's been a, an upsurge, for instance, of what we call the populist movement. I, I find that to be an unpopular uh, uh, phrase, and I don't really think it matches, but it's used and people have a sense of what it means. But there's a um, an, uh, kind of an angry, cutting, uh, unkind, uh, demanding, black and white kind of uh, perspective purview that has bubbled up over the past few years for a series of reasons. We can always look at that. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that as we proceed with the age of Aquarius, we may get a little more generosity, a little more charity, a little more kindness, a little more benevolence. But let me hand it over to you and see where you guide this ship. 
Well, thank you, Mitchell. I've been saying in my public lectures recently, uh, the last several years, in fact, that uh, government is going through a cathartic change. Uh, the definition of it is even going to go through change. Society is changing. We are in mm -hmm. a period of um, Pluto, which is the annihilator of anything that cannot support the future. We are in a phase collectively now of understanding the difference between losing something and shedding something. Uh, mm. A crab or a snake has to shed the skin. Yeah. Yes, it's a big decision. Mm -hmm. You shed things you no longer need that no longer serve you. In fact, if you hold on to them, they will hold you back and imprison you, such as the crab mm -hmm. shell or the snake skin. Yes. But the interesting thing is, uh, when things are no longer working, we are mistaking the safety and comfort of foundations for the rut we are in due to the status quo. We do things a certain way because we've done them that way for a long time. But the cosmos is conscious, and it has other ideas. One of my very favorite sayings that I repeat to people a lot, and I'll say it on this show before we get into the technical side of uh, um, astrology here, is that yes. um, chaos, my favorite definition of chaos Chaos is the human perception of the cosmic plan. Mm -hmm. And so when you have yes. Pluto transits, they're very intense, yes. and they bring out the worst where it is existing. So planets don't cause things. Planets trigger things in the collective mm -hmm. global human consciousness. And this is where we are not being able to have just modest little innovations and changes of government, we have a profound different level of consciousness trying to emerge in every religion, in every governmental philosophy, in all political viewpoints, because as we continue this polarized, nationalistic, petitive nature, you are never going to achieve um, global consciousness and global integration. Mm. This doesn't mean giving up your power. It mean, Pluto changes things by transforming them. So we transform your sense of being in control, monetarily, politically, whatever. Control is such an illusion. I love that old mm -hmm. Taoist saying that what, it, what you try to control controls you. Uh -huh. That applies to a lot of yeah. marriages. So <laughs> I love that, right? So yeah, and another way of right, putting it, mm -hmm, another mm -hmm. way of putting that in a Western uh, idiom, although I so deeply appreciate the Taoist, is man plans and God laughs. Exactly, but now that's the Greek perception. Hermes was the Greek comedian. He's the patron <laughs> of merchants and thieves. Uh -huh. They are two sides yeah. of the same coin. You oh, have gotten yes. people now mistaking material, material uh, safety and abundance for invincibility, for power, for strength. And it is no such yes. thing. Not about yes. the real things in life. Yes. So you're finding a lot of global change. This is all Pluto and Capricorn. And it's still got mm -hmm. a few years to go. But uh, this is why you're seeing all of these earthquakes. Because Pluto and Neptune are working together. You know, they're the two outermost planets. And in fact, they actually change orbits every 20-something years. Mm. One is the outer when planet. When you say the change orbits, always... mm 
Mm-hmm. Do they, they do they intersect? Do, do they they change positions? So one is yes. the most outer and the other is least. They are outer? both oval orbits. And if you mm. put two ovals side by side and put them on top of each other, you will find yeah. wow. When you push push it this way, uh, the Neptune orbit is on the outside for a little while, oh, not oh. permanently. Yes. And when you yes. switch that around, you'll see ah, Pluto is the outermost planet for this particular period Very of time. Interesting. Now these are the what two. If... Mm-hmm. Please go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, they're the these outermost are the two... planets. Whatever. Whatever they touch, the change is permanent. You can never go back to the way it was before. Ah, okay. So that's the distinction. What is the difference if I'm not – I don't want to take you off your – Elliptical course here, or your orbit. No, we're here but for your. I, we're here for your listeners. <laughs> I do want to ask you though, Monty, uh, what is the difference between Pluto and Capricorn? And something I know we've discussed several times on our shows: uh, Mars and Capricorn. Well, Pluto and Mars are different strengths of the same energy. The original ruler of the sign Scorpio was Mars, because we had not discovered Pluto. Uh, so all, many signs have two planetary rulers, Mars and Pluto. So whenever you have a Pluto event happening, Mars, by harmonic resonance, is also playing a role in it. Mm-hmm. Mars is the strength to make change. Pluto is the intensive okay. drive, evolutionary, to make change or die. Interesting. So when Pluto was discovered, it mm-hmm. has sort of aided and abetted it sort of supported and enhanced the power of mars yes but it took it to a higher level a deeper level it took it a to a higher level it, it graduated level. mars okay fine, mm-hmm, fine, 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 fine. Mm-hmm. i realize Instead just of, now yeah, mm-hmm. please yeah no please it, mars when he's all alone he's just a little local gang leader but pluto takes Mars and makes him function globally. And when you do not have an outlet for the energy, you will get the pent-up energy and you'll start getting the negative side of planets. When you are not consciously in an evolutionary stage with planetary rulers, they will show you their negative side. In the case of Mars, it's violence and war and Mm -hmm. bullies. That's all over the place, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So what you see is Mars will show you its negative side to get your attention, saying, wow, I've got to understand the archetype of Mars. He's not just the god of war. Originally, the god uh, Mars was an agricultural deity. He was the strength to get things done. That's the way the Greeks looked at him. Mm-hmm. He ruled the strength to plow your fields and herd your sheep. It takes a lot of work to grow food. <laughs> So the in other words, to survive, basically. Yes. Really, yes. he was so, the power behind survival. Mm-hmm. Now, civilizations can get things on the lower octave as well as the higher octave, but when Mars became the ruling archetypal deity of Rome, which is a thousand years later than Athens, uh, mm-hmm. Rome, what do you, when you think of Mars, you think of the Roman Empire. You think of... Um, it's not survival. It's degenerated into conquest. And Rome left the legacy of you have to conquer in order to survive. 
Exactly. And that's the planet that happens to be on the current president's ascendant right now, so that's the first thing you see about him. Oh, okay. <laughs> I see. <laughs> Mars uh-huh. is on the ascendant because Mars is linked with, corresponds with... what Aggression. Aggression, okay. Everything is lived defensively. What are they going to say about me? I'll beat them to the punch. Let's destroy the press so no one believes them. Not let's try to connect and have a dialogue and go to a higher octave of other planetary energies. No. Let's just win at all costs and the hell, you know, with everything else. As long as we win, right. we don't care. Mm-hmm. So it's the bully mentality, as you're saying. That's yes. the dark side of that's the Martian the energy. The, the unevolved side of the conscious expression of Mars. Just yesterday, yeah. for instance, not to get too local about uh, something so global and universal, uh, but mm-hmm. in his meeting with the uh, Democrats of Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi in the Oval mm-hmm. Office, talked about ovals, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's interesting that uh, he said that I will proudly shut down the government, the U.S. government, if he, I don't get my way, having to mm-hmm. do in this case with the wall. If I don't get my uh-huh. way, what does that sound like but uh, a six-year-old child throwing a tantrum? No, right. it's two-year of time. Mars takes two years, two years okay. to go around the, the Earth, okay? So mm-hmm. when a child is two years old, what's the name for that age? The terrible twos. The terrible twos. That's right. mine. Everything is mine. Do it my <laughs> yes. way when I want to do it. Well, Mars is not a highly ed- intellectual uh, planet archetype. Mars is let's smash down the door and conquer, period. And then he leaves it to the other planetary archetypes once he bashes the door down, you see. Right, right. So when you say there are four faces to the age of Aquarius, how do you unpack that? What does that look like? What what should we be prepared for as we're, you know, entering the new year? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, every sign has um, an opposite sign. In the case of uh, Aquarius, it's Leo. So we have this dynamic going on of a dialogue of competition or the search of balance. And opposition really is not a fight. It's a search for compromise. That's what the way to really look at an, at a, at a, at an opposition. Mm-hmm. Now, there are two more planets, two more signs involved, and that is Taurus and Scorpio. Taurus is stability. Scorpio is constant rejuvenation, death and resurrection. And that will apply to anything in life that cannot support the future, whether it be a job, a relationship, a philosophy, a formula, a chemical way of eating, anything. Anything that cannot support the future in an evolutionary way mm-hmm. will be taken away, and we will shed it because we no longer need it. I always say planets never, never, never take away anything in your life that you need. They take away things that you think you need that are keeping you stuck so that you don't evolve. The refusal to change a job, the refusal to change a spouse, the refusal to change a philosophy. Well, you better look at it. Can your philosophy, your spouse, and your job support a fulfilling evolutionary future in your life? Aha. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 
because I always tell I do a lot of couples counseling. It's very challenging, but I always <laughs> tell, me tell about people. It. I do yeah, as well. <laughs> I say you may love each other very much, but you don't understand each other. And an opposition mm-hmm. should not be an opposition should not be a tug of war competition. It should be like two children on the opposite ends of a plank on a seesaw, giving each other pleasure by taking turns going up and down. Oh, and in yes. the middle, where you have the fulcrum, you can generate some electricity while you're at it, or creative energy. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. That is a... Of course, from you, it's an evolved understanding of a square. And mm, yeah. how opposite... Well, a square interrupts. is a challenge. A square yes. is an oppositional threat, searching for balance. Squares... You know the best way to look at these four signs that we just said? Let's start with Aquarius, mm-hmm. because that's going to be the focus of the next 2,300 years. So we better get used to it. Mm-hmm. And so you have Aquarius, opposed by Mar, uh, Leo. And then you have Taurus, the status quo. And money, opposed mm-hmm. by Scorpio, which is um, change in resol- transformation. Uh, uh, transformation. So, quite simply, when you look at these four, have you ever changed a tire on a car? You know what a tie iron is? The way it works energetically. You apply the tire iron, it looks like a big cross, to one mm-hmm. of the bolts in your tire. And you get the leverage from the two legs that square the part that is touching the the hub of the wheel. You see? Without the leverage of the two polars, uh, opposite squares, you have no strength. So interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything it's a matter is of allegory. Mm-hmm. Yes. It totally is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. It's the languaging we have to start recapturing. You know, our early yes. ancestors, they thought archetypally. They thought in terms of symbols. Mm-hmm. And when we intellectualized ourselves into a, a, a coma we lost our ability to be able to intuitively pick up higher consciousness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like giving a poem to point. a, a grammarian. Yeah, I have seen this many times. Someone writes a poem and the editor says, okay, here's our proofreader and this is a grammarian who changes and destroys the magic of the poem to make it grammatically yeah. correct. That's very yeah. the lower octave of the left brain. Yes. And wait a minute, because I have a Virgo moon, so I will Mm -hmm. throw this in. Um, If it's prose uh, or if it's nonfiction and there are grammatical errors and punctuational errors, I consider that as helping to diminish the power of language and communication. That's like someone trying to... uh, Make okay. Picasso paint photographically, like Rembrandt. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can't that's do that. That's why we have but, periods of art that go from the abstract to the finite. That's right. But if it's a a different thing, if it's what we would refer to as a left brain type of communication, not mm-hmm. poetic, um, not mm-hmm. figurative, then mm-hmm. you do want the structures of language to be honored. But it's not poetry anymore. Well, but I'm not talking about poetry. Poetry is That's a language point. of allegory and illusion. It is not a, it's not the kind of material we want when we're writing a training manual. I'm, that's for, very, that's very what different. I'm saying. When it comes, I'm mm-hmm. talking about prose and nonfiction. Mm-hmm. 
in that yes. space, in that domain, you want the rules of grammar to apply. You want the language used correctly. And yes, you do right. want right. the rules of grammar. Unless you are portraying a character in the prose that is uh, rustic or unsophisticated, or uh, you know what I'm saying? So I it do. depends on what you're trying to achieve. Very often... Yes. You know, like if you look at Mark Twain, when he's talking about Huckleberry Finn and he's writing in the old uneducated dialect of the Mississippi, you would never have gotten the magic of the poem uh, if you had corrected it all. But, but I'm talking about the opposite of that. I'm mm -hmm. talking about nonfiction, and I'm talking about not necessarily a training manual, but, manual, but let's just say about uh, a book on history. And mm -hmm. in that context... You want the rules of language to apply so that the meaning and connotation as well as denotation are preserved. So that's well, the Torah goals, speaking. Yes, that's, that's the goals of wanting to keep the status quo when you say Torah speaking. Uh, and that's a Virgo moon evolved. speaking as well. Yeah. Yes, mm -hmm. it, that's, it, right. It evolves, that's right. Uh, language is constantly in flux, constantly. We don't speak yes. still in the language of Shakespeare. Um, Not at all. Uh, Not I'm at all. from Montreal, so I speak fluent French-Canadian and fluent international French. Well, mm -hmm. the French-Canadian is not grammatically incorrect, although it sounds it by today's standards. Yes. It's 17th century French. It's the French of Louis yes. XIV. Yes. And it's Norman <laughs> French at that. You see, It, it didn't evolve the way Parisian French did, mm -hmm. as an example. Right. Yeah, some it's say that uh, Montrealers say yeah. the Parisian French devolved. You see. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's. Uh, that's a whole. That's a whole detour yeah, a whole in itself. But, see, but all expressions of communication, whether it be art, language, science, yes. it must be able to communicate to the time and place it's being consumed. Yes. So that's exactly it. Um, when I had my radio show, I had a lot of coaches come in and really correct me a lot. They were highly pr trained uh, professionals. And mm -hmm. they were saying, Monty, you sound like a Shakespearean nightclub act when you're talking. You've got humor. You've got all the <laughs> things that are marketable. However, the languaging, for example, I don't easily say the word dude, and I don't easily <laughs> say awesome. But that is the, that's the parlance of today. I know, no. I know. You and I mm -hmm. share some things in common. <laughs> we mm -hmm. know that for a Indeed. long time. Mm -hmm. But yeah. coming, to, I appreciate that. So coming back to these, uh, the uh, the relationship of Aquarius to mm -hmm. Leo and Taurus to Scorpio, and then we have a couple of others, or these are the main four faces of. Aquarius, and so what, yes. what is it? What is it? I'm gonna about to say the word forebode, but what does it forecast for us? How does that look? How does it show up then in this upcoming year, Monty, of 2019? Well, you're gonna have push come to shove. We're just starting the age of Aquarius, where it really began in 1743. People are always saying, when's the age of Aquarius coming? Well, I said yes. you've got to stop getting your cosmic definitions from popular songs. So the age of Aquarius <laughs> you know, is not according to the text of the song. So yes. um, the issue, Aquarius rules humanity and the masses in general. Mm -hmm. And then when you refine it, you can write a whole book about what each sign rules. 
there's a line in that wonderful uh, see the lower octave of Aquarius is um, the, let me the lower octave Aquarius is um, uh, the mob. If you saw the movie, oh yes, the Gladiator, he said mm-hmm. Rome is the mob. When you control the mob, you control everything. Mm, and uh, yes. that's very true. So in other and words, the, the masses think. Mm-hmm. The masses go from the masses, or even the majority of people, to the mob on the darker, mm-hmm. unevolved side. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so what does that mean now, for us? That means, according to an individual's level of consciousness, compassion, empathy, insight, according to his level of developing those human attributes, the planet and the sign Aquarius will give him what he's expecting. Now, if you look at two revolutions, because Aquarius rules revolution as well, and we're having a lot of them right now, scientific, social, Mm -hmm. cultural, religious, blah, blah. Look at two very simple examples, the American Revolution and the French Revolution. The French Revolution was very different. The American Revolution was definitely a resolution, and there was fighting involved, but we didn't go around in mobs smashing all the museums and beheading all the aristocracy. Mm -hmm. That was the lower octave of Aquarius, and it was Mars in there. You see, Mm -hmm. violence for the sake of violence, conquering through destruction. A very, very one. Now, American Revolution was different. It it was still, you know, it was uh, it was gentler and it took longer. It wasn't so chaotic. And when Mm -hmm. you do things too fast, you'll have a rebound effect. You know, I Mm -hmm. always find it amusing that the French Revolution spent so much blood, time, passion, energy, trying to overthrow a monarch that was despotic. Fine. What did they have within two generations? They traded in a a monarch for an emperor (laughs) who went around trying to conquer the world. Hello. Yes. (laughs) People forget that. And that was human. That was the nature of the human consciousness and what it could handle, you see, at the time. They weren't ready for democracy as we think we know it. The age of Aquarius Really, when you understand the myth, and this is why most astrologers fall short of understanding the implication of cosmic energy within the Jungian concept of the human mind. Okay? Because they don't understand the allegories expressed by the mythology. It's not superstition or paganism. So, the age of Aquarius is going to be all about, and that's why it's going to take 2,300 years before we get through it, But the ultimate goal is to achieve, in society, government, and planetary cooperation, a sense of equality without sacrificing individuality. When you start studying history through the eyes of astrology, you see, wow, we started having the American, the French, and the Industrial Revolutions, and things got overturned. Yeah, but you didn't know what to replace it with. You didn't know how to evolve it. It takes time. Mm -hmm. You see, that's the issue there. So you got, with the age of Aquarius, the lower octave of the age of Aquarius. You got communism in both Russia and China, where at that time, 
you walked in goose steps with each other, you dressed alike, and you called each other cam- comrade. You gave up your own private mm-hmm. individuality and name. And conformity was above every virtue. Conformity. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look at the world, we've gotten used to having equality more than we did in 1914. And so now, in Russia, you can have your own bank accounts, you can have your own financial control. There's still a long way to go, but they just erased the blackboard and started fresh. But they didn't start fresh with enough insight, you see. And insight comes, we are all right now living our lives like a guide in the jungle. We're slashing our way through jungles and bushes and confusing, and experience is our only teacher. But you must have experience with awareness. Experience is our only teacher right now. Because decade by decade, all of the scientific things we think we knew are going to be disproved and fall away. We're going into a whole new level where we have just as much unlearning to do as we have learning to do. Mm, So, And Mm -hmm. the status quo doesn't like that. There's another energy called Capricorn. And uh, Mm -hmm. there's another planet called Saturn that rules Capricorn. It likes things to stay stable and constant and immutable and unchanging. Even Taurus, the Earth signs, they don't like change. Yes. They detest it because they don't Mm -hmm. understand that change is a part of evolution. If you don't change, you break. You lose your flexibility. You lose your adaptability. And then you have a perfect recipe for totalitarianism, which is what happened in Nazi Germany. They took um, dictatorial policies and actually industrialized them and made them into a corporate form, you see, because they didn't understand quite what was going on. And the first way to get into the lower octave is to cut yourself out from contrasting perspectives. One line, my way or the highway, or nothing. Yes. Destroy anything that threatens you by knowing more. And you have a certain politician now saying the press is the enemy of the people. Well, excuse me, there's the first giveaway that totalitarian energies are at work there. Mm-hmm. But it's not just that. It's commerce as well. Well, you have to have this kind of a CD to play that kind of music. You have to have this kind of software to be able to do that function on your computer. So they're trying Mm -hmm. to control, you see, and it's not easy to give up control because what you try to control again controls you. So we're going through a lot of this chaos, the opposite. Leo is the leader. I like to tell everyone, you want to make it very simple, like you can talk to a five-year-old and they say, if you can't explain it to a five-year-old, you don't know it. Well, (laughs) Aquarius is like a symphony orchestra made up of many diverse individual instruments, each with their own strengths and challenges. And every orchestra across the zodiac on the opposite side has Leo. Leo is the conductor. The conductor can destroy an audience of virtuoso musicians, or a sensitive, good, talented conductor can exalt them. And it's another thing. The orchestra is a combination of the ideal function of the Age of Aquarius, because you have these people playing in mutual respect to each other, each maintaining their own individuality of sound, not time, not tempo, not anything like that. They're all on the Mm -hmm. same pitch, and they're in the same time. And the conductor can then make it expressive. You see? That's what's going on. Now, 
what everyone thinks they're a conductor now <laughs> because they can read music. Now, you have to understand all of it. You have to understand how every instrument can function. And you have to bring out the individuality of every soloist and every member of the orchestra. Bring out their individuality and balance it and harmonize it. Now, use that as a political module right now. That is the prototype. That's the template that we're groping our way through confusion trying to achieve. Every time we come to a little oasis or stepping stone of constancy, we think we've reached the end. No, everything that we think is true is going to give way to a greater truth behind it. Hence, the yes. Buddhists came up with another poetic way of expressing that through their sand paintings. When it's finally mm -hmm. finished, you don't sit there and worship it. You sweep it away so that your own creativity can bring you the next. Vanquished. Yes, exactly. exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the way the, the kaleidoscope of the cosmos is working right now in the human consciousness. I remember yes. to tell everybody when I'm talking about this that a horoscope is nothing of uh, fate at all. It is a diagnosis of energy conditions. Treat a horoscope the way you would treat an MRI or a, an X-ray. The mm -hmm. MRI does not cause the disease it uncovers. The MRI shows you, oh, gee, I didn't realize I've got a little tumor. I'd better get uh, take some action. That's what's yes. happening right now. So what you're but it also right shows now, relationships of mm -hmm. different let's just say, to continue the metaphor, body parts, and which may mm -hmm. be a little stronger, and which may be a little weaker, which may be mm -hmm. hydrated and dehydrated, what have you. So you can see the interplay of the parts. Yes, and the, part, and the whole interplay's goal is to achieve harmony and balance. Exactly. And you On see, that, that note, that's let's wrong. just take a... Let's just take a pause to let people know mm -hmm. that you are listening to A Better World with Mitchell J. Rabin. We are on every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're also on A Better World TV here in Manhattan every Monday at 7 p.m. And if you're in Manhattan, you can just turn on the TV and see us. Or you can, if you're outside of Manhattan, simply go to our website, abetterworld.tv. And in the upper right-hand corner, it says click to watch. Go there a few minutes before 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, of course. And then click through. You'll have to click once or twice. And voila, you will be at mm -hmm. Another World TV. If you do not yet receive our newsletter, which comes out once a week to announce our shows and oftentimes with an article these days called the blog, uh, please go to, again, abetterworld.tv. And in the right-hand uh, column, you'll see access to signing up for our newsletter. And we'd love to have you part of a better world community, a better world family. So we're spending today's show in its entirety with Monty Taylor, a Jungian-based astrologer, astroanalyst, speaking about the archetypes that are underneath this upcoming year that is, uh, we're on the verge of, 2019 and it's very interesting to understand the energies and the dynamics of those energies that Monty mm -hmm. is uh, outlining for us so wow it looks it, I loved your quote I'd love to go back to this Monty about chaos let me make sure I got that correctly chaos is the perception the of human the, perception 
the human perception, surely, Mm -hmm. of the cosmic master plan. So to us, it looks chaotic as Mm -hmm. on a larger cycle, it's playing itself out. What is the role, would you say, of our... (laughs) I know you've been asked this many, many times. What is the role of our human will in light of that larger picture? By directing and realizing our will is not autonomous over us, It is directing our will for the highest and greatest harmony and good, and everyone benefits, Mm -hmm. therefore. That's Mm -hmm. the direction. But what if that means, what if that someone, let's say that there is fascism in the land. Oh, yes, there is. It's rife right now. Mm -hmm. And it is rife, exactly. And and that's not Royal Remington, by the way. Um, And Mm. so, in that case, to conform to what appears to be the higher good is one thing, and what you sense deeply as the higher good is quite another. And and Uh maybe that's the basis of what we refer to and what you're referring to in the Aquarian energy dynamic here as Uh revolution. Uh Talk to me. Yes, you see, uh, fascism quite simply teaches us throughout history We've had enough experience with it. That's why people are yes. not learning their history, why they keep repeating it. But yes. uh, if anything, any point of view, depends on the annihilation of its polarity or opposite, it is not going to be um, organic and evolution. It's right. going to only be able to sustain, to maintain the status quo. Fashion you will go from the monarchy... Mm-hmm. As you were talking before in France, mm-hmm. it will go yeah. from the mar- monarchy to the emperor because you will not have evolved. There's no, mm-hmm. let's say, Hegelian synthesis that Precisely. integrates the opposites. Right. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what so opposition is for. They're not enemies. They're, they're not enemies at all. They're for growth. Mm-hmm. They're for uh, stimulation of consciousness, yeah. if you will, mm-hmm. and integration. Mm-hmm. Um, And, you know, it's so interesting. So when you look now at our year of 2019 and what has happened in 2018, Monty, um, Mm -hmm. what what does it look like in in very kind of practical, real terms? What do you think will be happening politically? Let's start in this country, although we have an international audience, and I'd love for you to speak a little globally as well. What's happening socially? What's happening economically? What's happening environmentally? What should Mm -hmm. we be, in a sense, prepared for? Total change. Total change. You're going to find that uh, the 2024 election will not have two parties in the United States. It's going to be multiple parties like Canada and England. Uh, Mm -hmm. Already, the principal parties are dividing because there's so much friction within them. Because, again, they they don't have the flexibility to adapt to a scope. There has to be one narrow-minded, tunnel-visioned objective, and that's what gets you into trouble. Uh, and yes. you have to have tolerance for it. Voltaire was the most Aquarian philosopher I know of, and he used to say, I may not agree with what you're saying, but I'll defend to the death your right to say it. But that doesn't mm-hmm. mean you can control me and be my dictator, you see. 
And what is going to happen is everything people thinks is solid and routine, they think that all this chaos right now is a temporary phase like a storm, and it's going to blow over and things will be back to normal. Well, if it were other planets, I'd say yes, but you're talking about the three outer planets. And when they touch something in history, it cannot, it is impossible cosmically to return to what it was before that transit started happening. So, Taurus is one of the signs involved in this Grand Cross that we're going to be dealing with for the next 2,300 years. And the first thing Taurus rules is solid materialism. It also rules money per se, not a particular kind of money, money per se. And you are going to find uh, in May of 2019... The big salvo, the big blast is going to go off where everyone's going to see that, oh my God, money is is not worth anything anymore. It's going to go through a very, very, depending how fixed you are in your beliefs, the economy, the value of world currencies are going to, in a very uncomfortable speed, change into cyber currency. Mm-hmm. I was speaking with a very important uh, cryptocurrency. Person. Yes. Cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cryptocurrency, yes. I I say like we call Kleenex a tissue is a Kleenex is just a brand name but we call all all tissues Kleenex, you know. So a lot of people are calling it Bitcoin. Well, that's like saying all Well, no, no, no. Is Bitcoin, Bitcoin is but one of the larger, yeah. Uh, larger many, many, tissue. many. It's like Kleenex, yes. Kleenex is only one brand of thousands. Is one of the many tissues. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, what is going to happen, and this is already, see, a lot of this change has already happened. It just hasn't revealed itself yet. People are just too stuck in their little parameters and narrow vision. Now, for example, I was just at the United Nations at a luncheon for programs. I'm on a board of something over there. And after luncheon, they always say, okay, Monty, what's... uh, What's the forecast for next year? And I said, okay, I have to sing for my supper. It was a nice lunch. Here we go. <laughs> so um, I was talking about how astrology says, get your left brain out of it. Astrology is saying the concept of currency is going to mutate very rapidly and very uncomfortably. Not dangerously. It's just that we're not going to be comfortable with it. And, you know, at the end of this luncheon, after I gave my spiel, this wonderful man who happens to be in a world-class position to do cyber security globally, and very educated man, he said, Monty, you're absolutely right. He said, you know, in northern Iceland, um, there are, they have discovered with satellites, etc., there are these three enormous Mining. installations. Yes, they I look know. like... They look like uh, army bases. They look like military it's bases. It's cryptocurrency mining. I'm, I'm aware, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, these places, and you have to get there by helicopter. You can't drive. There's no roads. This mm-hmm. is where the global center is being established to process all cyber currency or cryptocurrency and its mm-hmm. different versions. Uh, Everyone would know about it now, but the software has not been developed yet, he said, that a small business or a home could use, so they uh, Mm -hmm. they have to be completely educated. Well, I thought as an astrologer, isn't that interesting, 
that the Center for Cryptocurrency and Equality of Things, yeah. Iceland, and Iceland had the collective consciousness smart enough to throw the bankers in jail and return the money when we had that artificially <laughs> induced. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the truth? Right. Yeah, and I think that's not just irony. That shows you the the sure. the collective consciousness of that it area. Does. Uh, and so that's what you're going to see. So you wait till May. Uh, there's going to be oh my God. There's no such thing as a dollar. Look at already how wild the fluctuations in the stock market are. Now you know much more oh, about economies oh. than, than I do. Yes. But when yes. the uh, you know troubles coming when it it fluctuates that drastically. With those big day by swings. day, day mm-hmm. by day, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm also mm-hmm. rather deep in the world of cryptocurrency as well. I've been mm-hmm. tracking it for so, a couple of years now when mm-hmm. it was more in its infancy. In fact, quite interestingly, I found out about Bitcoin within six months of it first coming forward. But honestly, mm-hmm. I could not understand it. And I was coming Mm -hmm. from a spiritual community in uh, southern Vancouver, and Mm -hmm. uh, British Columbia, I'm sorry. And uh, I could not quite get my mind wrapped around it. It was too new. And Mm -hmm. yeah, then it took me a while and I learned. But it could also be said that there's a lot of mining that's been taking place in China. But a lot Mm -hmm. of that, by the way, is going by the wayside because they're not honest brokers. And uh-huh. in, as far as I know, in Iceland, they are. So uh-huh. these are the kinds of things that are happening uh, well, you know, just below the surface. Now you're bringing up the other side of the zodiac that is the opposite of Taurus, and that is Scorpio. Scorpio. Scorpio is ruled by plutocracy. Pluto rules Scorpio. Oh. Plutocracy means governance yes. by the wealthy. And oligarch is a game. And Pluto always, he means hidden wealth. Plutonian agents are never obvious. They don't come out in the spotlight. They're working behind mm-hmm. the scenes all the time. Uh, that's why uh, you see certain politicians being referred to as a useful idiot because the powers behind the throne right now are using yes. uneducated people in the populace to promote their agenda. Right. I see the biggest the fear right without now. without clothes. Yes, yes, and that's exactly what's happening. But as yeah. the uh, director of uh, health or something in France said, uh, it's difficult, the challenges, because you see countries, it's very difficult to govern a well-educated, healthy population. You have to have your population in chaos, you see, just by not seeing the bigger picture, you see. Then it's much easier to yes. manipulate. Scorpio's lower side is crime. It rules the mafia. It rules organized crime. It rules uh, manipulation of wealth. Yes. It rules um, oligarchy. It rules plutocracy. Um, I have more money than you, therefore I get to run the world. Well, that's not the way it is, you see, not on a cosmic yes. level. So these are phases that things go to. These are push coming to shove. Four polarities and four squares, which are a challenging aspect, they challenge each other, they don't want to destroy each other, they want to challenge each other, are all going on, and you'll see the fallout according to the cosmic consciousness of the people involved. And everything has a cosmic consciousness. 
Uh, every company, every country, every political movement has a collective consciousness of the people involved in it that it speaks to. Mm-hmm. So yes. this is why. And just look at it. You know, things like I'm seeing in the news, the NRA, which everyone thought was invincible because they had a an oligarchical network of power, you know, yes. Second Amendment you know, hiding in disguise all the time. The way in yeah. And now I'm seeing that they're about to go bankrupt and the NRA is having all these financial troubles. And, yes. You know. Yes. It, and it, and not only that, but they're starting things. to have – they're having legal troubles as well because mm-hmm. they've been linked to, you know, Boutina, the Russian agent, mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. not to go on well, about these that. these are just such detail, non-judgmental but... opposing forces that yes. are trying to survive. That's really all it is. Yes. None of them are thinking right. of the big picture. It's very right. short-term thinking, and they will get into terrible trouble. Mm-hmm. But do you see something, Monty? Uh, we know where we're coming from in this past year with a uh, fascistic, mm-hmm. you know, uh, temper tantrum throwing two-year-old mm-hmm. in uh, the high office of president here in the United States, mm-hmm. and it much to the dismay of most thinking people, but. Uh, when you look into 2019, what kind of shift, if any, do you foresee in that the regard based going, on the energies at play? It's going to the conflict is going to increase. The fear is going to increase, not justifiably, only because people are so used to thinking in their rut, which is the lower octave of Taurus. Yes. That they can't understand that this is change, it's evolution, it's necessary, or yes. things will perish. So you will yes. find in 2019 enormous polarized conflict. You'll find this po- polarized thinking in politics and culture and religion will continue full force until 2022. And oh, then, my. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, this is not just a little hiccup. This is the changing of an age. We haven't had uh, a change of age since uh, the beginning of Christianity, <laughs> 2000 years. Yes, yes, yes. So we're but changing the, the change age. looks like it's foreboding. I mean, it looks yes, like it's moving more change, toward... Look at it, it looks like, like an opportunity. It looks, it looks right like now that, like the wrecking ball. And yes, the it does look like a wrecking ball. Of, yeah, but, but it, then it, the wrecking ball is getting rid of things that can't survive, that have to be rejuvenated. That's what the real issue is. Pluto's not to be feared. He's the necessary adjustments that have to be made on the most fundamental level. You can't whitewash this. You have to go to the fundamental. These structures are having their support beams challenged. So yes. any political party who is getting tunnel-visioned and intransigent, has to start learning that they don't see the big picture of global harmony. And that is what's really trying. Because by the end of the age of Aquarius, in 2,000 years, mankind, as we know it, will be living in colonies on other planets. And they can't do that until they can get along on this one. Well, okay. But so... Just to follow this, the thread of what you're saying, mm-hmm. on one hand, there's a wrecking ball occurring. Yes. To the, I remember something you told me long ago uh, on these airwaves uh, that 
you know, Pluto and Capricorn is kind of represented by whatever institutions are not standing in their own integrity. Yeah. Uh, if they are marked by, let's just call it, uh, lack of ethics, immor- mm-hmm. immorality, uh, yeah. corruption, they will have the wind blowing through them, and they will mm-hmm. collapse. Yeah. Those institutions, on the other hand, that stand in integrity and for the mm-hmm. good of the larger picture are those mm-hmm. that will stand and remain steadfast. So yes. in that light, <laughs> let me get very specific. How does someone? How does the Senate remain governed by the Republicans? How is it that Brett Kavanaugh would get elected? Uh, I mean, uh, nominated. Those were the last hurrahs of a corrupt system that has imploded on itself. It cannot survive any further. You will see. If you think you had a blue wave in this last midterm, you just wait till the next one. And you will find. But let's go back to when you were saying, how was steadfastly, what were you putting? uh, Staunch, steadfast. Those institutions, or people for that matter, that stand in integrity and, uh, you know, have a moral compass. Change a few definitions. Not definitions, we're changing concepts. In Chinese astrology, they always teach you over and over again that the strongest tree is Is the the willow willow? tree Mm -hmm. because it has the deepest roots and it is the most flexible. And so when the monsoon comes, the willow tree dances with the wind. The mighty, steadfast, intransigent oak snaps like a toothpick. Can get Snapped and uprooted. Yep. Mhm. I understand. Well, there you are. Nature always tells us the final analogy. They really show us. Yeah, that's yes. what indigenous people understood that we've lost. Yes, indeed, indeed. And mm-hmm. the, since you mentioned the Chinese, one of the greatest sage uh, comments that, that has ever been made over the ages is that the only constant is change itself. Most definitely. So I need to hear that from a Taurus, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. But you see, that's a Taurus <laughs> who's in balance with his polarity, yes. Scorpio, yeah. which is death and resurrection for the purpose of evolution. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. Thank you. That's really I mean, what's happening. Yes, that's what's happening. So, But to use this same kind of a theme here, so it's mm-hmm. the last hurrah of the... Uh, the energies that seek to maintain the status quo. But what's peculiar is there's sort of like two status quos here, if you want to think politically. There's sort of like the, the uh, Trump-style uh, mm-hmm. status quo, and then there's mm-hmm. what was the original Republican status quo. These are very different, actually. Yes, they are, because the consciousness of the electorate changed. Donald Trump or anybody else uh, is nothing but the symptom of a deeper problem. Surely. He's not, the, he's not the vehicle for it. He's not the change maker. He appears yep. and gets elected through, first of all, scorpionic manipulation of the system and the Electoral Correct. College. He did not yes. get the popular vote, which is Aquarian. Aquarian would give you the popular vote. And... Uh, Scorpio gives you the vote of the powerful, which are using all of these people wearing sweatshirts that say 
F your emotions, Trump is president. You know, yeah. it's, it's trailer trash is running the country yes. in terms of numbers, yes. numbers. Yes. So mm-hmm. this is the growing pains that we're going to be going through. It's not going to get any easier at all until we can start seeing a clearing here. And that's not going to start at least until 2023. So you're going to find even the next election in 2020 is going oh. to be very chaotic. And the, on the surface, you may intellectually say so-and-so won this and so-and-so. But what you're going to find is nobody's winning anything. You see, it's exactly but what's the same going to change situation. the system. What what balance of these energies, Monty, are going to change you the system so this. that there is no longer an electoral college, and there that will there no will be only be an it's all going to collapse in and on itself, just like. But when? Uh, that's what I'm asking. That's what I'm Based saying. Based on 2020 your 2020 to 2022, that's what you're, you're going to see. You're going to see. You know, people used to ask me when Obama was running for president, who's going to be president? And I would answer, president of what? All right, (laughs) Obama won the election. What was he president of? A Congress that would not do one single thing that we're trying to sabotage. This is not a country, you see. So we are going to have to go through the uh, West Side story where you have two opposing gangs, and that's the lower octave of Aquarius. The lower yes. octave of Aquarius is gangs, gang yes. wars, yes. gang mobs. Fiefdoms. And that's you exactly could call them what fiefdoms. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. So that's what's no, happening. We, the, so if you, it depends on when you're going through massive challenging changes that seem threatening and chaotic. It all depends on the way you navigate it and handle it and how much you can see. Yes. So... Wow. So we're just seeing the emergence of you call trailer. It's curious because on one hand, it's trailer trash. And we, as you know, the phrase has it, um, but it's also oligarch. Yes. That helps to put Trump in, including Russian, I believe. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. It's all secretive. You see, oligarchs cannot exist without a very large segment of the population being poor. Mm-hmm. Oligarchs cannot mm-hmm. succeed in a well-educated, vital, communicating collective consciousness or society. Yes, yes, yes. yes. The, so this is a point probably issue. made by Machiavelli and others mm-hmm. going back thousands of years of how to control Sun Tzu mm-hmm. in, in, in China was probably making mm-hmm. some similar points where mm-hmm. how do we control the masses? Well, you do it by one form of deceit or another, by mm-hmm. propagandizing. You know, we have the work of Edward Bernays, uh, you know, Freud's uh, cousin, you know. Uh, all or you have totalitarianism, of, dictatorial yes. issues, you see. Yes. You, try, you treat the poor as though they're not important enough to matter, you see. Yes. Uh, that's yes, what's going indeed. on. Uh, this is what happened with the birth of the United States. The United States was being controlled by a bunch of uh, foreign, uh, what do you call it, speculative capitalists. Uh, yes, uh, venture capitalists. Yeah, venture capitalism, and that's what it was. And so yes. when the Freemasons, Aquarius, dressed up like Indians in Boston and threw all the tea overboard, Mm-hmm. That was the combination of revolution, Aquarius, and subterfuge-sneaky spies, Scorpio, that triggered uh-huh. something. 
you see. So there you had the raw energies finding a, a way to settle. So right now we have um, so much more technology than we had even 20 years ago. People now can start analyzing immediately the real voting count, the real this, the real. They can communicate one-on-one without having to be confined by any areas. You no longer have to get past an editor to see what's going to get on the nightly news. You can get it right off the Internet. Now, right. Scorpio is going to try to infiltrate Aquarius as well. See, Aquarius will challenge Scorpio. Scorpio will challenge Aquarius. And Scorpio will oppose and try to transform Taurus. And Scorpio will give the answers by giving liberation and uh, the um, uh, revolution necessary to get out of it. But all of it, the feeling of stability and continuity is at an end. It has to be redefined. There's no such thing as a pension anymore. Look at all the people right now trying to collect their pensions to find out, oh, no, we changed the laws. You don't have it anymore. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So oh, this was this, but people don't look how to put it in a big picture. That's what's happening. It's these four faces of the age of Aquarius that are trying to change well, things. Well, you know, at at in our lives, as you know, our lives are completely uh, populated by moving between the micro of our daily lives of waking yeah. up in the morning, doing mm-hmm. our revolutions, uh, stepping outside getting a newspaper or having a cup of coffee or having a green drink or whatever it is, you know, doing some yoga mm-hmm. and Status some dealing and, and mm-hmm. that's right. And, with, and but, but dealing with one's own physical reality and geography and circumstance, mm-hmm. um, speaking to your husband or speaking to your wife or your boyfriend or girlfriend or friend and boss and all that and dealing with your family, all of that stuff who said what to whom, and blah, blah, blah. And then we move more and more into society, into a social life, into Mm -hmm. our business life, into Mm -hmm. our global life, and we go toward the macro. And we spend our day, um, certainly I do, seesawing, if you will, to go back to that nice image, of uh, between these things. And I sometimes call it from the sublime to the ridiculous because it uh-huh. feels that way. On one hand, I'm like being engaged in things that could be of a world, you know, global scale change in um, people's health or environment and economic status. And on the other hand, you know, I stub my toe and I need a, I need a new uh, crown in my in my mouth, you know, uh-huh. you know, so I'm laughing a lot at myself and at the peculiarities of life, you know, uh-huh. so you see where I'm going. That's why I'm saying, is there, do you feel that there is an overall um, upgrade in consciousness of evolutionary status and disposition as this coming year goes by, not waiting to 2020 or 23, mm-hmm. but no. is there, no. The American Ooh. public and most of the global public is not ready for that yet. They know mm. they can handle their little daily reality, but they cannot realize that they are responsible for the bigger picture, no matter how small. They're all a tile in the great larger mosaic 
This is why the Canadians actually have such harmony. They don't see themselves as a melting pot. They see themselves as a mosaic of cultures and heritage. And it mm. works much better. Uh, and you know who actual... said that? You're reminding me, Mayor Dinkins, of all people, remember? Oh, he that got was it his... Pierre Trudeau. Pierre Trudeau, oh. the father of the current president, he was a good friend of ours. We knew Pierre Trudeau. Uh, yes. uh, and I remember when Justin Trudeau was born, for God's sakes. That makes me feel really <laughs> old. But, but you see, that's what it is. And New York, because yes. it is... You couldn't make New York a melting pot like you could if you took all these diverse and put them in the middle of a Midwestern city. You could have gotten this conformity that you were looking for. But the strength and power of a country and a culture or a city is in its balanced diversity. Nothing threatens the gang mentality more than diversity being accepted. It has to be my way or the highway, you see. So and this you know, is so inbred yes. into the culture. This is what sure. it's going to take many many things. So this is now you have Neptune. Uh, I mean um, Neptune coming in. Yes, uh, Neptune rules compassion. All of this injustice and violence yeah. is going to trigger compassion in people yeah. because they can't stand the hate anymore. Yes. I'm so glad you brought that up because that was the next thing I was going when I said about evolution. This is where I was hoping to go to a, a place of do you foresee greater kindness and love yes. and compassion in this mm-hmm. next turn of the wheel and uh, first yes, you when, said when, the evolution mm-hmm. is no but now you're saying with the neptunian neptunian influence actually it yes, will trigger. it will happen it will happen outside the governmental structures oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah so it'll i be think in that all change Aquarian... is going to be happening Outside of the mm-hmm. governmental structures, yes, all of true. It. I think that because the government is lagging far behind. The, it's like I, I was speaking with a lawyer who was trying to do some huh, things for me for the future, and she said, "You know, legislation, uh, technology has always been ten years ahead of. How am I trying to say? Technology has always been ten years ahead of legislation." She said, oh, that's no longer uh-huh. true. It's now 50 years. There's no yes, possible way. Right. Yeah. That's right. So it has to be Look what's happening with Facebook and everything else, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Cybersecurity. That that's outside yeah. the government. The government tries to stick its nose in, but it can't do anything. It has no power. Yeah, these right. are outside the rules, you see. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. yes. This is trying to I think that crawl back into the shell what... that you outgrew. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. I think business mm-hmm. is the real engine behind change social ultimately uh, clearly economic but also political what do you see he, you know since you brought up technology that that touches upon my asking you about this ai and its role and i know that's very aquarian but also transhumanism i, I feel like what we're dealing with and what's underneath a lot of what you're speaking about here monty is um that we're changing identity, and it's happening so mm-hmm. rapidly. It's identity as gender. Mm-hmm. It's happening yep. as identity as human, and mm-hmm. you know, and 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 it's 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 like uh, it's like its own inner earthquake, if you will. Yes, it is. Uh, everything is to having what, to be what redefined. Yeah. Well, it's a redefinition. 
for example, something in the news, marriage is being redefined. We're not going back to the 1600s. Marriage yes. is being redefined, redefined, which is why uh, in this country uh, marriage has a 50 to 60 percent divorce rate. Yes. The millennial generation is more Aquarian by nature. They're going to redefine mm-hmm. all these social norms for us, not through conflict, but simply by redefining it and doing it. So when you look yes. at a job now, look how the word job has been redefined since 1950. A job is something you did for 25 years and you got a gold watch and a pension. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. If you didn't right. have a, a degree, you were nothing. You see, well, that's quite different yes. because the colleges can't keep up with the advent of uh, the AI. I just read something. I think it's in Levittown, Long Island. There is a Costco, which is owned by Walmart. And it's been on the news every night that that Costco in uh, Long Island is going to be 100% artificial intelligence from the inventory to everything now that's having a ripple effect in many ways that is uh, decreasing the number of jobs now let's look at a different way let's redefine the jobs maybe these people are not going to get a job doing these menial tasks that AI can do so that they can pursue a higher and wider and more re- rewarding career. Everyone think of mm-hmm. that? That's what I'm Sure. And that's oh, what yeah. people that's the new way people have to look at it without the fear. Yes. You see, yes. I never will forget when I was having a very serious operation and there was an acupuncturist there in the operating, and she mm-hmm. says, Monty, you have to stop looking at change as loss. Mm. Change is not loss. Change is opportunity. Change is yes. the ability to make it better. Yes. So change has to be spiral. It has to evolve upward. It can't. When you have a, a look, at, look at the Earth gives you when two tectonic plates are stuck, you get a massive earthquake. Yes, that's what's happening. So our mm-hmm. thoughts are like that. You see, our thoughts are like that. Yes. They're, they're, they're like collectively tectonic plates of one group versus another group, and they're stuck. And the next thing you know, you have a philosophical earthquake happen. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to distinguish what. Uh, what influences and dynamics are coming upon us, Monty, from others, uh, even this past year. And that's what I'm trying to help. I'd like, love to kind of prepare our audience. And what I'm gathering from you is that be ready for anything. Everything is changing, including the money in your pocket. Um, yes. It has some value, but it's going to become extremely relative, and it's going to be relativized to a much larger definition of not just of currency, but of value. And the mm-hmm. almighty dollar, the almighty buck, and the belief that keeps it propped up, which we call fiat currency, is actually going to be eclipsed by this utterly bizarre thing we refer to as cryptocurrency that is attached to a string of words that you have to keep buried in this thing called a cryptocurrency wallet that you doesn't even have a physical location. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, go figure. People, yes, well, that's, that's the future. 
and you're going to find the kids that are in high school right now, when they're in their 30s and 40s, they're going to be yes. comfortable with this. They're going to be on, they're going to be able to help these new systems evolve and ground themselves into a more functional way. So sure. when you look right now, we say, oh, my God, they're killing all these jobs in Long Island. No, they are showing you the next wave of things. You know, I have a client that has been a bellboy at a very high-grade hotel for 23 years. <laughs> and it's the perfect example of negative tourists not wanting to change. Uh-huh. He thought his routine and his rut was security. Now they've just sold the hotel and they're turning it into condos. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, no uh, more bellboy. It's this this kind of flexibility. I always tell everyone, look at the economy like a wave in the ocean. What would yeah. you tell a surfer who was trying to control the wave he was riding? That huh. he's a fool. You yeah. have to t- the surfer adjusting nanosecond by nanosecond, keeping his balance and riding the wave for the thrill of his life. Exactly. That's the way we have to look at change, because change is going to come in that kind of a metaphorical image. It's going to come like massive tidal waves of change all at once. And we'll never, in our left brains, have the time to uh, fossilize it. Calculate. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. So, in in a sense, so I am a student of... Taiji Chuan and Qigong and Taoist perspectives mm-hmm. and practices, mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. well as, of course, I'm an, an acupuncturist and, you know, deep in the space of Chinese energetics. So mm-hmm. we live from a space mm-hmm. of everything is mutable at all times. You, yes, relate, to your, you relate to your center that's the only mm-hmm. thing you have as so-called fixed. And it's not fixed either. It moves right. relative to the movement and the ebb and flow of the universe itself, if you really look at it from a point of you view of physics. You make an amazing astrologer. Mm-hmm. You're saying exactly <laughs> what astrology is saying. That's very uh-huh. interesting, because yeah. these are Eastern philosophies you're quoting. And yes. uh, the Earth is very much like the human brain. It has a left and a right hemisphere. It has an eastern yes. hemisphere and a, a western hemisphere. The yes. western hemisphere was very good at developing language and printing presses and all of these other kinds of mechanical things that the left brain could thrive on. But yes. And it invented printing and uh, the printing press and all of these things. Okay. Yes. The Orient. Computer. The Orient still now they adapt. The Orient can adapt to what the West invents, but the uh, sure. it's an amazing thing. But what it fascinates me is the left brain gets confused by images. The right mm-hmm. brain cannot read language. It words mean nothing to the right brain. Mm-hmm. This is why we dream in symbols. So when we're sleeping, we're trying to balance our right and left hemispheres. You see, this is why an astrological chart is written in symbols. Because when you read an astrological chart made up of symbols, you're using your right brain, and you get the insight into it. You see, and then you get an intuitive, gestaltic Mm -hmm. experience of Mm -hmm. what it is you're seeking to grok. (laughs) Most definitely, yes. So, and this has been going on and on and on. 
Uh-huh. Indeed. Yeah. So, so in what we're kind of saying to our our audience here is be nimble, be ready, because anything can happen from anywhere. That anything can come in from the shadows. But we yes. also respond consciously. Mm-hmm. Not, respond not negative consciously. Reflex. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So that mm-hmm. I, I, you see. So my point is that what we're saying here together is. I think this is perennial wisdom, and this transcends any given time and space. And Most definitely. I'm l- mm-hmm. looking to kind of detail the particulars of what it is we're facing, and I feel like uh, it's like humanity goes forward all right by first mm-hmm. going backwards. <laughs> you know, it's, well, you know, it 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 it's really like two steps backward for. A couple of inches forward, it, it is. We keep seeing history, unfortunately, repeat itself over and over yeah, again. But we're now looking at something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We we don't learn, and so we don't learn enough for sure. But now mm-hmm. we're facing the collapse of an ecosystem that is our yeah. own fundamental habitat, our own true home. Now this is different historically, um, and and I'd like to really hear what you have to say about it, because of our unconsciousness for prolonged periods of time and any number of other factors involving greed, etc., etc., the lower ebb of human consciousness, we are now facing the reality of 200 species dying, going extinct per day. And Uh just in Poland... This week, Monty, a lovely young 15-year-old Swedish girl, Greta Thunberg, got up and was given uh, time at the Polish COP at the conference. And she, by one of the great uh, environmentalists of our academic, of our era, Kevin Anderson, said that she said more in her whatever, 10-minute speech than uh-huh. any politician he has ever heard in the last 100 years about uh-huh. global warming and about climate yeah. change. You know, so Wisdom I'm comes saying out of the mouth of there's babies. a hard yeah. stop here. There's actually uh-huh. a ceiling. There's an actual threat of what we call the sixth extinction that we're staring in the face. So you talk about 2023 or 2050, but for humanity as a species, are we uh-huh. really going to be around? Well, that's a choice we have to make if we're informed enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. You see, if you know, see right now, what are they doing? They're, for the sake of profit, they're denying climate change. Yes. Okay. You can go ahead and deny it all you want. That doesn't, they're not going to stop it one bit. It's going to stop yeah. you when you don't have a planet to live on anymore. And sometimes right. it takes things to that extreme. It's just like we uh, had the Dust Bowl here. Isn't so interesting? That was these were Pluto transits in 1930, which brought us the Great mm-hmm. Depression and simultaneously the Dust Bowl. It destroyed mm. the value of money. And um, you know wow. the whole story of history. So, and what did we yes. do? We exhausted the soil in the Midwest, and we had nothing but dust bowls. Because 
they hadn't thought of rotating their crops, and they didn't want to because it was inconvenient. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So sometimes oh. the price of security is having the flexibility to adapt. Yes. And this is the issue. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is the issue. Be a willow. Be a willow tree. Yes, yes because the willow isn't going anywhere, but it's also not right. being destroyed like the oak tree. That's right. That's right. It's it going with, with the change. flow. Mm-hmm. That's right. It it's blows with the with wind. The mm-hmm. That's right. Precisely. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Monty, this has been just so wonderful to hear you oh, speak and mm-hmm. share your intelligence and wisdom with us. And uh, it's so. In closing, what comments would you like to just leave lingering in the mind Realize of our Realize that audience? you can't create anything out of hatred and fear. You mm. cannot create anything. You have to do it by growing yourself, by meeting the challenges. That doesn't mean you're succumbing to your opponent's will to be flexible and how to deal with things. It simply means this person is intransigent, and it's going to lead us problems. So then you, I've learned in my practice a new way to verbalize this. Mm-hmm. You can't convince anybody to do anything you can only motivate them to do it. Mm-hmm. And to do that, you have to get into their value system and let them not use that as a blind spot for you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, thank you really so much for sharing all this. Oh, it's That's my so joy beautiful. always. <laughs> so beautiful. Why don't you give your uh, contact information so if people want to uh, reach out to you, they could do. You have a website. and uh, Sure. I have oh. a website. There's <laughs> not much on it, but you can reach me through it. Monty, M-O-N-T-Y, Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R, Monty Taylor, 22. That's important. Monty Taylor, 22, at gmail.com. Or just Monty Taylor. MontyTaylor.com will do. That's the website. My personal address is MontyTaylor22 at gmail.com. Okay. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Well, thanks again, Monty Taylor, for being and on the show the again today. You have a wonderful it's audience, Mitchell. Pleasure. Thank you thank so you. much. Mm-hmm. It's my pleasure. We'll talk again soon. Cheering you on. Bye-bye. Sure. And happy holidays. Monty Taylor, just one of my favorites of all time, truly. I have such a wonderful time with him and I learn so much. It's just a, a true joy to uh, tune into his level of evolutionary consciousness. In fact, uh, he is one of my teachers. He really is. and I, I so enjoy him and I get so much out of him. And I've had uh, readings from him over the course of years that uh, are so uh, nourishing and um, has helped me a lot. They have. They have helped me. And I really recommend, if you're interested in such, of contacting Monty about that. Uh, boy, oh boy, here we are at almost year's end, um, which, of course, uh, gives rise and birth to a new beginning, one end to a new beginning. That's the story of our season's and our lives, it's gotten so interesting. And (laughs) 
do things need to get worse before they get better? And of course, worse is always a very subjective thing. Uh, the idea of failure in an entrepreneur's mind or a visionary's mind is just another lesson along the way. For others, failure is the end of a story, um, sometimes the end of their story. You know, so that just gives a little bit of a peek of how subjective we really are and how we differently interpret reality and also how mutable it can be. And, uh, of course, the work I do with people is help them see the larger picture and to see that they have the power and authority to shift the way they perceive and the way they relate to language and relate to ideas and to liberate themselves from uh, ideas that may have kept them stuck in a certain perspective and to engage what I feel is God's great gift to humanity, imagination, and wake that up. And part of awakening it is to be able to reorganize, reimagine, re uh um, what's the word, re-engineer, reinvent, reframe what is really going on, which ultimately means to tell yourself a different story. Not foolishly, not inauthentically, but taking the elements in hand that are at hand and using them in a way, assembling them in a way that will be life-affirming. Let's just keep it simple. Just life-affirming life-supporting, and and a kind of goad one's own creative instincts and energy to get on with the matters of, well, in reality, survival, and then the higher levels of mind that we have been gifted with. So on that note, I want to just thank all of you for tuning in and caring enough about yourself and about life and about your family and about humanity to uh, drink this all in and make it yours. Uh, know that we do have uh, services here from harmonic energetic balancing, biofeedback, uh, to coaching and counseling services, individual, couples, family, and uh, help you get balanced and balance the elements, so to speak, balance the energies that we're all facing and uh, causing so much stress when we look at things a certain way and de-stress when we look at them differently. So on that note, I want to just thank you all for tuning in and paying attention. Remember that we are a 501c3, that is a nonprofit organization, and your donations, your kindness, your generosity helps to keep us on the air. For more information about how to donate to us, please just simply go to um, uh, this way. I mean, not website, actually just email me directly at mjr at abetterworld.net. That's mjr at abetterworld.net. So appreciate it. And get on our, our uh, newsletter. It only comes out once a week. And love to have you. It's free and it's enjoyable. And that's at abetterworld.tv. Thanks again for joining. Monty Taylor, thank you again. And if you want more on Monty, put his name into our search engine at abetterworld.tv and click on Radio Archive. 
in the pull-down menu, and you will come across a number of really interesting interviews. And if you want on video, go to store and products uh, and put in Monty's name into the search engine there, and we have a wonderful interview of Monty on DVD. On that note, thank you again. This is Mitchell J. Rabin for A Better World. We've got a lot to do, a lot to do, folks, so let's get on it. Have a great holiday, and I look forward to seeing you all next week. 